So before we begin our next program and our interview, I wanted to make sure I do a shout out to International Dance Studio. It is in Oklahoma City, and every fourth and second Saturday, we host a dance social with three and sometimes four different genres of dance and separate rooms from Latin dance to ballroom to kizomba, swing, country, western. We offer that in one spot from 9.15 when we have our introductory dance lesson until 1.30 a.m. that morning, every every fourth and second Saturday. The address is 3001 Northwest 73rd Street, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. We'd love to see you there. $10 the entry fee. You can bring your own soft drinks and beverages and just have a safe, fun, family-oriented environment to dance and practice your skills. Good afternoon, morning, evening dancers, depending on what time you're listening to this. This is Ray Ray Salsa. We have a special guest with us today. This lovely lady began her dancing at an early age, and we'll get more details from that. She is a professional entrepreneur, photographer. Uh, she's also a photography teacher. She teaches out of Lawton, Oklahoma. She's a mother of three wonderful children, and she is new to the dance community here in Oklahoma, or the Latin dance community, rather. And so I would like to introduce our listeners to the lovely Annabelle Valencia from Annabelle Valencia Photography. Hello, everybody. Hi, Annabelle. We're very glad to have you here. Thank you. And I I invited you here just as an icebreaker because, one, we've become close friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, with this, you came, you were very new to the, the uh, dance scene, and I wanted to actually apply and see your perspective for as a new person to this community, what did you, what were your expectations? And so I kind of want to get into some of that and your, uh, your experience and history and how you've progressed. Okay. I know I've danced with you many times. I've danced with you throughout since what March is when I think we met March or April and you and your daughter have both just grown exponentially as dancers in this social community. I say close friends. We're, you know, actually romantically involved now, and so excited for that. Uh, so, my dear. Yes. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your dance experience prior to coming into the Latin dance scene? Okay. Well, I'm a product of the Louisiana public school system, and I was privileged to be able to take uh, ballet throughout most of my schooling. So I started uh, with dance in elementary school and in middle school and all of my high school years, I was able to you know, participate in as my PE. Um, I took ballet and, um, and so I already, I came into the Latin dance community with that background, um, but uh, that's been 20-something years ago. Okay. So you had a little bit of the ballet and all that. You had some experience. 
with dancing. And how you say that you didn't have a whole lot with the Latin dance community in specific or the social dance community? Yeah, no, in my maybe in my 20s, I would go out, you know, clubbing and do the little bit of dancing that was done at a club. Wasn't much learning. Uh, that was the extent of my um, my exposure to Latin dancing, really. What motivated you, inspired you to pursue Latin dancing in these recent years? Uh, my oldest daughter was 17 at the time, and she had been wanting to take salsa lessons. She taught, her and I talked about it for a couple of years. And, um, it, it was just something that New Year's Eve weekend of 2021, I just, uh, I said, you know what? We're just going to do it. We're going to take a lesson, one lesson just for fun to s- celebrate the new year. And where do you go for that lesson? Well, um, uh, I stumbled upon uh, Salsa Maritza. Um, okay. Out of, um, what is it, um, here in Oklahoma City at 360 Studio. The 360 Entertainment Powerhouse. Yes. The yes. official so title. Great place. Ju- I just went on Google and searched for a salsa class and by... Um, by accident, she had one that was open on the f- January the 1st or December 31st. So I paid for it. And and that's how that started. Of course, I messaged her asking, is, is this class really going to happen? It's New Year's weekend. And she said, no, 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 that shouldn't have been there. So we ended up going to class, I think, two weeks later, our first class. What were your expectations I mean, you already said you were going to go just to one class and try it out. Yeah. What happened? I had zero expectations, honestly. I wasn't thrilled about taking salsa lessons. I always, um, I wasn't passionate about salsa. I had um, wanted to learn tango, actually, the Argentine tango. And that was just from watching, you know, the TV shows like Dancing with the Stars. That was the dance that I said that I wanted to learn, like ballroom style. So I just, w- I had zero expectations. I just thought it would be um, something to kind of like scratch her itch and something fun that my daughter and I could do together. Well, I have to say Argentine Tango is absolutely a beautiful dance. And I've uh, taken lessons on that myself. Uh, so you had no, you didn't really know what you're getting yourself into. No. Sounds like you're just like, let's just do it, get it out of the way, and move on to... I d- yeah, I didn't really expect anything. What happened instead? Um, what happened is we, we just got hooked. <laughs> we got hooked. So we started, um, we started our first lesson in January, and as we're talking, it's November now, so um, less than a year ago. And, um, we, you know, we initially started very slowly, one lesson every other week, we were driving an hour and a half to come to our lessons because we still live in Lawton, which is about an hour and a half south of here. So it was a drive. It was a commitment. Um, and we started slow. And then we um, just jumped in with both feet once we um, signed up for a like a boot camp social team type of thing um, with Salsa Maritza. We 
we went from one lesson every other week to three times a week, happily. We just, there was no looking back. So you drove three hours a trip, three, an hour and a half. Three hours a trip, three times a week, plus a fourth day of the week for a social. Now, what's interesting here, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to throw some, uh, what's that term they use, kids use today? Taught, uh, cast some shade or throw shade is I was actually teaching Latin dancing in Lawton during this time. Uh. <laughs> and for some reason, of course, Salsa Maritza has been here for a long, long time, very successful uh, dance program, uh, very efficient dance program. Uh, she did not find me, <laughs> no, I Ray didn't. Ray Salsa, there in Lawton, Oklahoma, because at the time, and if you're a previous listener, you know I was stationed in the military there in Lawton before I retired. She found Salsa Maritza, and she was traveling yeah. there. Of course, I wasn't offering group classes at the time. I, at that point, was uh, in transition, so I was just doing private lessons. So, yeah, that was that you came, and you just got hooked on it. Just got hooked. What was it that hooked you? Um, oh, my gosh. Um, I think the thrill of learning something new from scratch Um um, that's, I, I don't know any other way to put it. It was just thrilling. It was thrilling. So, and the reason why I found Salsa Maritza is because we were in Oklahoma city for new year's Eve weekend. And ah. so I was searching for a place in Oklahoma city. That's how that happened. I wasn't searching for anybody in Latin, but I, I would not have expected to find anybody. So you didn't sit there and say, Ray Ray Salsa. <laughs> he sounds like a dork. <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. No, no. But we went to our first lesson and, um, and we were just, we were just hooked. Um, and my daughter and I have the personality where um, if we enjoy doing something, we want to do it excellently. So we really strive for excellence in everything that we do, if it's something that we enjoy. Well, that's awesome. I know that you continue to grow there. And I'm going to talk about how we met initially. Yes. How we met initially is I was teaching at International Dance Studio, the introduction class on the night of our social. And during the introduction, I introduced myself, identified where I work, where I live, where I generally teach. And you and your daughter were in that class. And on the funny note, I'm sitting there talking and saying, yes, I'm, you know, Ray Ray Salsa. I teach out of Lawton. And you kind of interrupted me. I did. You yeah. interrupted me. I did. And you said, I need to talk to you because she's also a freelance writer for the 580 monthly magazine there in Lawton and photographer. And there was a, an event but there, yeah, I guess you can say the uh, main topic or the theme for yeah. that follow for a month or two later was mm -hmm. going to be dancing in that county in the 580 right. area. Right. And so she jumped on a chance. Oh, we have a, you know, somebody in Lawton who teaches dance. And uh, she mentions that, you know, interrupting me in front of the class. And I'm like, you know what? We can talk about that right after class. And deep down, I'm sitting there saying, I hope she's not a sassy Susie who just wants to keep talking and talking and talking. And, of course, she wasn't. Uh, and she, I was very grateful. And afterwards, I 
after the class. I did a class, and they everybody seemed to enjoy it. I gave you my card, mm-hmm. and I must have done very well because you ended up calling me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I don't know if we did kizomba that night or not, but I did announce that I teach salsa, bachata, cumbia, and kizomba, and. I, you didn't really mention Kazomba to me during our brief conversation where you want to talk about doing an interview with me. Uh, but that night, well, maybe you should tell the story on what caused you to be interested in Kazomba that night. Because I think that was, I don't know how, I don't know what your experience with Kazomba was before. Was it that night? I don't remember if it was that night. Um, what happened is a Kazomba song came on in one of the rooms during the I Dance Social. And the music caught my attention because I really liked the way that it sounded and I liked the beat and it was real um, slow and mellow. And I said, what is this? And I think it was another dancer that said, uh, this is Kisomba and let me sh- let me show you how to dance to it. So that was, um, that was how I was first exposed to Kisomba. And I know I was there. I, of course, I was there at all the iDance socials uh, during that time. And I think at that some point after we had the interview and you wrote about uh, my dance experience, you then broached the idea of taking private lessons with me, you and your daughter. Ex- well, yes, exactly. Because once I learned that you were teaching Latin dancing in Lawton and I lived there, um, I think we were, my daughter and I were maybe two to three months into our dance journey and I didn't want to take on a second salsa instructor for the fundamentals. Which I wanted wise. to stay with one one studio. Um, but I really wanted to take advantage of you teaching uh, in Latin and so I thought Kisomba would be the way to go. And so that's how we started that. And yes, and you and your daughter both, of course, advance Gizomba very quickly. Now, when it comes to Gizomba, I basically teach the fundamentals. I don't go into very uh, fancy Gizomba moves or patterns, and I don't teach Neo-Kizomba or uh, any of the dance fusions they mm-hmm. have there for that. They have Neo and Urban Gizomba. I, I can dance some of that, but I don't teach it. I'm not as comfortable with that. But uh, we did come, we did go through uh, the basics and fundamentals and work through Kizomba. And we started, you started hanging out. We started doing, uh, you know, you started helping teach my son photography. And we just, our relationship grew at that point uh, as friends. And later on, after she quit being my student, because I do have a strict policy not to date students. And the only time I've ever violated that policy, I've regretted it. Um <laughs> And I have a strict policy not to date my teachers. So there you go. So she and she is not a student of mine right now. Uh, however, did you know, back to the whole idea of that's how we met. That's how we got together. And then I moved to Oklahoma City. And then you started hanging out when you come here for dance lessons and socials. That's have a place to you know, bring your kids and crash on my couch for a while. So our relationship just kind of grew naturally. But uh did you realize that this was an actual community like it was? Well, 
not in the beginning. And I didn't, like I said, I had zero expectations. So I didn't realize that I really was becoming part of a family, my dance family. And, and that appealed to me and my daughter a lot. Um, so as you get more involved in the attending socials and being committed to, uh, weekly lessons, you, you start to become part of this community and it, it became a family for us. I know once you had mentioned that it was similar to the relationships you had when you were active in your church in Louisiana. Yeah. Where the community comes together, the community, uh, supports each other, you actually become friends. And uh, that was, of course, I find that interesting because I see a lot of, because uh, I was also at, very active in the church uh, a few years, uh, for a number of years, and I find that I do see the same kind of connection potential. I agree. And it was the um, that feeling that we had not felt since we left our church in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, so we felt that feeling again. It was a very comforting feeling just to belong to a group of people that have a wide, wide variety of, you know, personalities, um, but still have that one thing in common. That's one thing that I think the dance community does that even, I'm not going to make that statement. The dance community is unique to other communities as it draws people from every walk of life every profession, every age. Uh, I've danced with millionaires. I've danced with paupers. I've danced with 100-year-old ladies. I've danced with babies. I've danced with guys. It's, I mean, it is absolutely encompassing all the, you know, cross-generation, cross-social uh, and economic uh, barriers. And that's one thing about this community that I find very interesting. You don't have to be wealthy to be a, a dance student. And most dance teachers I know are not wealthy. We're starving artists, uh, basically using dance to uh, support our addiction to dance. Yeah. To dance. <laughs> yeah, we, um, we enjoyed, I know I enjoyed being able to participate in the dance community. Uh, myself in my 40s and my daughter who was 17 when she started and we both felt like we belonged. It was a place for us. Now I've made an observation about both you and your daughter and uh, you've only been, you're, you're a new dancer in this community. Yes. And a question you ask is what defines new dancer? Mm -hmm. uh, well, that's a relative term. Now if everybody else has been dancing for 30 years and you've only been dancing for five, you're still considered new, you know? And so I don't know how to actually answer that question you asked. What's a new dancer? I prefer the term, you know, where are you in your dance journey? If you one that here's a question I had to ask myself years ago when I first started dancing is at what point do I call myself a dancer? Sorry for the interruption of our program. I wanted to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, and that is International Dance Studio. If you're looking for different genres of dance. Of course, a Latin dance, salsa, bachata, tango, swing, country two-step. We offer group classes in that. If you're looking for fitness uh, classes, spin classes, those are offered there as well. 
If you're looking for private lessons, we offer private lessons in all that we mentioned before, plus kizomba, cumbia, and other dances as well, ballet. So give us a call. You can contact us at 405-831-9752 or go to our website at idancestudio.com. That is I, one letter, dancestudio.com, all one word. And we'd love to hear from you and give us a chance to get you started or continue on your dance journey. At what point did I identify as I am a dancer? It's no longer just an experiment. It's no longer just, oh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. For everybody, it's different. Yeah. When did I actually say, oh, yeah, I'm a dancer. I identified as a dancer. Yeah. And, and with my photography background, I can see a lot of parallels to that also because at some point, you know, you go from just being a person with a camera to actually considering yourself a photographer. And I imagine it's a lot of the same thing on everybody's individual dance journey. And I think it has a lot to do with whatever your personal attitude is. Well, there's also progression to that. Okay, yeah, I'm a novice photographer. I am a growing photographer. I'm a professional photographer. You know, I think there's a point where you know, I know for a long time people be like, oh, I'm not a professional like you. And I said, well, I'm not, I didn't see myself as a professional dancer because I'm not on Dancing with the Stars because that's all relative. Uh, I see myself as a professional because I get paid to teach. I've been paid to perform. I've been paid to consult. Uh, so that is by definition a professional. Mm-hmm. That's not, I'm not a full-time professional, but very few professional dancers are full-time professional dancers but back to you came into this community and you just fell in love with the if i'm just gonna summarize fell in love with the community and the relationships you built how did you build those relationships we built those relationships by being consistently committed to our weekly lessons um like i said we started once every other week we were not gonna be part of the community by doing that we didn't feel part of the community by just going twice a month to a dance lesson. Um, but it was once once we started going to the, a social every weekend, and that was a commitment in itself because um, the socials are a time to, um, would you say, maybe fraternize with other dancers, but, you know, get to know who's in the community and then also practice what you've been learning during the week. Yes. At your classes, uh, really just putting it into practice. Um, and so that's when we started really, you know, becoming part of the community. Whenever we started going to multiple lessons a week and a social every weekend on top. And you saw people you knew. We began to, yes, we began to um, get to know people on the dance floor. And off the dance floor. It's interesting you said off the dance floor because I often tell people, and I've said it before, that to really build a connection and build a community, it needs to have more than just going to class and going home. It needs to be more than just going to a social with loud music and then going home. I remember uh, there's a lot of people who I danced with 
number of times. I don't even know their names. I know their dance style and where, they pref- where their preferences are, where their salsa, pachata, on dancing salsa on one or on two. I know those details. I don't know anything about them. And you mentioned on and off the dance floor. Yeah. And, and that took time. It took time. And I'd have to say, I imagine from our instructors that it, it took time for them to see that we're serious, that we're not coming and going. Um, so I go back to the commitment. It really, it's a decision to make a commitment to your dance journey and uh, stay consistent and building those relationships, um, and feeling part of the community, becoming part of the community just took time. You know, I've seen, I've been dan- I've been teaching now, uh, for three years. Um, and I've had a lot of beginner dancers come to my beginners class and really a very small percentage stay and that's okay that's okay very few people who try they try it can i admit it when i first started dancing back when i lived in belgium it was a matter of let me just give it a shot let me do something i needed to get out needed to do something more than just drink belgian beer every night because i didn't want to develop a problem uh, it was also unhealthy. I wanted to socialize more and practice my French. So I chose that. And I'm not going to lie, at the time, I was a single man with, you know, it was a great way to socialize. Not my motive now. They're just natural consequences that occur with that, but it's not my motive now. But I didn't know. And I wasn't willing to commit myself to something I didn't know if I'd enjoy. And I fell in love with it. There's lots of stuff I started and like, eh. No, probably not going to do this uh, for long because it just didn't meet that need in my in my uh, in my life at the time, and that's okay. Yeah, well, we did. We fell in love with it. Why? Why was it a thrill? We f- we love the music, we love the rhythm. We fell in love with the people, and um, and then the atmosphere. It's just so. Uh, it's um, with the community comes. Um, it's, it's like, it's a safe community. It feels safe. Like, like I mentioned, my daughter was 17 and I could enjoy this with her. It wasn't like taking her to a bar where people are drinking and, um, you know, I have to be careful where she is and who she's talking to. It was just a very safe, safe place to have a good time and meet, you know, some very wonderful people. And I've seen that I've danced. Uh, I appreciate you saying that because that's one of the things I use to promote uh, the, the dance environment. Is I've been I've danced in Europe, I've danced all over the country, uh, and going to dance socials versus bars. Those are the community is there to protect the community, and the community wants a safe community. So the individuals there will do what they can to protect them. And once you become a danger a danger in that community. Uh, you'll be ostracized and it can be, I've not seen it, but people know it's like, it's not a safe place. If you're going to be, if you are a predator, it's not a safe place for a predator. It might seem that way. People are watching. People are watching. So I want to, I mentioned this before, just a few minutes ago, you two developed a great deal very quickly. And I've talked to people. I even done a, I uh, 
published a podcast about how to get better. And some of the key things you mentioned is you did a lot of dancing. We did a lot of dancing. How much practice do you think you did on average a week outside we, of the classroom? Um, we were practicing at home. Um, I'd have to say the majority of our dancing, though, took place during class and at socials. So I considered a social practice time, and that was five hours on one, you know, one night. Um, we did practice at home on our free time. Um, more so in the more so in our earlier months. So we took it very seriously. Yes. So there's a lot of at least five hours a week you're practicing at the social. Yes. I say five hours. You may not have been on the floor for five hours. So that's exhausting. But practice isn't just the actual movement of it. It's also observing, watching, being inspired, mm-hmm. listening, and just being around other dancers, which is, it's like you kind of just absorb. Yes. So, yeah, at um, at the time where we were putting in the most hours dancing, we were taking kisomba lessons with you on Tuesday. We were doing bachata on Wednesday, salsa on Thursday, social on Saturday or Friday, and dance class on Sunday. So you two just totally, fully committed a great deal of resources, time. Uh, you had mo- you had monetary investment in there as well. And uh, so, in that, but the biggest investment looks like the time in your practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've quoted Jim Quick a few times, and you even mentioned I have two of his, I have the duplicate of his book here in my office. I have two of his books, you know, Knowledge is power only if you apply that knowledge. And you've applied it and you practiced it and you actually put the function in. So another thing you ask is, what is a new dancer? You know, what's a beginner dancer? Not how many classes you've taken in a year, but how many hours of practice you put in a year. And I can say that you and your daughter both put a great deal of practicing. I've seen your growth. And so, yeah, you learned Kizomba from me. And I wasn't your only instructor. You've had, uh, you took some urban kids lessons as well. And you've uh, practiced and tra- trained with, uh, practiced with other uh, dancers. You didn't limit yourself to one, one genre, which also increased your knowledge of music and dancing overall. And you were able to, a lot of those skills are transferable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, I just know that I wanted to get a perspective. So if you knew someone out there and they said, hey, I'm thinking about getting into dancing like you were, um, what would be your advice to them and how would you explain the community to someone who really had no clue? Um, Well, it is like a family. Um, We all love the dancing, of course. Um, it's so much more than, it's such a relationship builder and um, so many life lessons to learn from dancing. Um, if somebody was wanting to start dancing, though, I think my advice would be they have to be okay being terrible for a long time. So 
my daughter and I, we put in a lot of hours and we committed um, to getting better. But I really think the root of our um, success so far with it is just being having the attitude that it's okay that we're not good at this yet. <laughs> um, because I think you can easily get frustrated, especially um, into a community where it draws a lot of, um, you've mentioned this before, it draws people that have a higher education level. Um, it, it tends to draw intellects. Um, and if you're already really good at something, and you're used to being good at it, and then you start trying to learn something that you really suck at, you can really get discouraged, I would say you have to be okay being bad and just push through because it does get better. Uh, we call that dancer's hell. Those first few months when you're trying to learn all that goes into relearning how to dance. And I think that's excellent advice. So, Miss Annabelle Valencia, thank you so much for joining us and joining me and sharing your thoughts. Uh, I think you're a beautiful person. Thank you. Uh, I definitely am glad to get your perspective on this. And I look forward to many, many, many more dances with you in the future. Me too. All right. So again, this Annabelle Valencia with Annabelle Valencia Photography out of Lawton, Oklahoma. Uh, I am Ray Ray Salsa, teaching here out of International Dance Studio here in Oklahoma City. You can find me on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube uh, under Ray Ray Salsa. You can email me directly at uh, rryanbbssensei at gmail.com. And do you have a... Uh, phone number you'd like to or an email you'd like to have anybody who maybe wants some photography from you you'd like to share oh well they can just they can find me at uh if you just search annabelle valencia i'm on facebook i'm on instagram and uh, annabellevalencia.com all right thank you so much everybody for tuning in i hope you have a wonderful weekend enjoy your november oh, by the way this is our birthday month happy birthday that's right happy birthday to us so if it's a few uh it's a couple of weeks away for both of us. But anyway, we'll see you again. And I look forward to seeing you on the dance floor. <laughs>